and welcome to this One Time at Summer Camp, a podcast about the magic of summer camp. My name's Nick, and I'm here as always with Peter. Hello. <laughs> that's 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 me introducing myself. That, that that's Pete. In case you, you you didn't figure it, there's no one else here. Um, and we 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 talk about summer camp and how great it is because we're two completely grown men who are living in a fantasy world where we just wish we could be at camp all year round, every year for the rest of our lives. Because it's a magical place. Would you not agree? I like to reminisce uh, about things I did when I was young. It was the best of times. It was the blurst (laughs) of times. That sounded really bleak. (laughs) Was it a song lyric? I think I started going into the into a biggie lyric, but um, yeah, I just I just love talking about summer camp. Nothing gets me more excited than like meeting a new person. They're like, oh, they went to summer camp too, and I'm like, tell me everything about your summer camp. I love having those conversations. Uh, it's funny actually. At my work, uh, there's a guy who works for us. He's like 20 now. I think he's more 19, and he mm. he went to uni, and he has just dropped out of uni immediately and he's like oh i don't know what i'm going to do now you know i was supposed to be going to uni full time i don't know what to do and i was just like summer camp do summer camp summer camp and i was just like at work i made him apply on his <laughs> phone and like there was customers and i was like don't worry about customers this is more important than customers you need to apply for summer yeah. camp Right now, while I'm watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I love that. I think I'm going to message him after we finish recording and be like, "Did you did you organize the interview? <laughs> Have you set up?" Um, so yeah, I, I would I would say I'm enthusiastic about camp. Today I want to talk about something about camp that I'm very enthusiastic about, and that is secret locations at camp. Secret secrets. Secrets. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel. Yeah, that has been going through my head ever since we <laughs> brought this up as a topic thing. Just the whole time, <laughs> I'm kind of mad you got to say it. In my head, me, I was like, "Yeah, I feel like Pete's gonna say it. I gotta say time. it." Yeah. Well, like, we'll play the audio if we can as well, so people know what the, what we're talking about. Uh, right, meow. Right now. Fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about secret locations at camp. Maybe not all camps are the same. I know some camps are like mostly indoor, but for at least like both of the camps that I've been to, there is actually a number of very secret locations around camp. And a lot of them have different rich backgrounds, stories to go with them. You know, they're very mysterious places, and I like to think a lot of camps have these super secret locations. And um, just to kind of start it off, you know, I, w- I want to talk about my second year of camp at Camp Moose Pine. Uh, Pete, 
was in this this club of people. Uh, there was Pete and some other. I wouldn't call it a club. All right. Well, what would you describe? Just a group of like-minded individuals. All right. Pete was hanging out with this group of <laughs> like-minded individuals, and I wouldn't say I was jealous, but I would say <laughs> I was a bit a bit snoopy. But Pete and the and and the other members uh, would uh, they would just disappear all the time and. They like kind of gotten far because they were kind of they would go and they would come back in a very small amount of time, and I always wondered where they went, and it wasn't till towards the end of the summer that I found out that there was a secret like passage through the woods behind the boys' cabins that led into what used to be an old paintball field uh, from when the camp used to run paintball, and I got there and I found chairs and like tables and there's like a whole secret cubby house that pete had been running away to the whole summer i feel like you're over exaggerating a little bit but yeah i know what i saw (laughs) yeah um (laughs) i don't know what to say i feel like we really didn't go there that much i feel like i've only been there like a handful of times do you know what i mean um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm adding too much law to this. To this, <laughs> I don't know. Bamboo HQ. Bamboo HQ. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it. nobody, nobody else called it that. I'll just call that that in my head. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, there was a, there was a passage behind the cabins that was somewhat hidden that did lead to an old abandoned paintball field. Mm. Um. And it was just right in the middle of camp. And it, people probably worked there for years and don't know about it. People probably work there now and don't know about it. The funny thing is with this episode, people from these camps are probably going to hear, like they're probably going to hear about these locations and try mm. and look for them as well. I kind of, I'm going to feel bad if any of these locations are someone's like secret hideout and we totally out them. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you know what the best thing was about that particular spot? And something you're probably not aware of. Um, there's like an exit point. So they're like, obviously there's a way you go in right through the woods. There's like a very faint gap that you could recognize as maybe a way to walk. But you could also exit it from the other side. Right. And get onto one of the, one of the trails. And I do recall one time... Uh, at summer camp, where is <laughs> the name? Um, where someone started like walking down the trail. Maybe it's you. I don't know. Um, and so we like just kind of bolted and like ran the other way round to to the trail, and then uh, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was me. But there. Always have a escape route. That's the advice that I'm giving you for a secret location. In well, case I think it's not so secret. There's probably a few reasons why you would want to have uh, a super secret location at camp. Um, that's my cat. Don't worry about that. Because you know, at camp you work with kids. They're absolutely everywhere. Sometimes you just you kind of wish you had a place 
to escape, a place to go where no one knows your name and no one is a camper. Boston. Uh, Boston. <laughs> Boston. I'm from Boston. So. Is that, oh, you know that Augustina song, Boston? No. Okay. That's what I was referencing. But I know what you were referencing. Anyway. <clears throat> when no one knows your name. When no one knows your name. A place to escape from kids, bosses, everyone. And I, I kind of just talk about it because, man, there were some cool ones uh, at the camp I went mm. to. Like behind one of the um, fields, there was, again, just a little... I think there was a tree with like a tag on it and you kind of walk into the woods where that is and you'll find like another tree with a tag on it and you're going to kind of go through the woods a little bit and hope you don't get ticks on you and then there's like a fire pit with benches all around it and there's like hanging plaques and it's like a full creepy abandoned like fire pit area and I think it was used for like the teen campers like years back and they just kind of stopped using it so it's just this weird like haunted location on camp i would say two most important aspects to have in uh, a secret area uh well number one seating no one wants to stand up in a a secret area the whole time it is true Uh, you get to a secret spot especially if you've had to trek in there you just want to stand around for a bit no you want to sit down Fire pit, also. Excellent. Excellent idea. Maybe it'll you keep... can't have that on in, in an inside secret location. I mean, this is a bit of a side tangent, but this is what our podcast is all about, is the tangents. Uh, but we had one camper, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give him a full name, but I am going to give him a first name because, I don't know, it just kind of suits the character of this camper. But his name was Odin, and he was an absolute menace. <laughs> And I remember one time uh, there was a counsellor who was in his bathroom with one of these giant windows next to it. And you couldn't see Mm. through them, but like air could sort of go between them. So somehow this camper knew, he knew the counsellor was in there. He knew what the counsellor was doing in there. So he left the cabin. He went all the way around the cabin to the outside, had double cans of bug spray and just started blasting the counselor through the window while he was in the bathroom oh my god that yeah sorry i I thought pooping with a shower curtain was the worst but it turns out that is the worst that is the worst imagine that chemical warfare from your campers um i was actually one of the admin staff there so I had a master key to like unlock pretty much anything. And can I tell you, I could have sold that key for like a million dollars at that camp. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole camp was my toilet. Pete he just looks mortified. He's just thinking about <laughs> how uncomfortable that would be. Yeah. <laughs> Something I did in my later years at camp. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple times, um, because I, I feel like by the time I was leaving, um, 
everyone was pretty much aware of all the secret locations on camp at that point, or everyone liked to pretend like they knew. Um, but occasionally I would just like make up a fake one. Like, like just, just give it a random name. And I'd be like, oh, bro, what? You don't know where um, East Egg is? They're like, no, nah, what's, what's East Egg? And context, we had a secret one called West Egg. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know where West Egg is, but you've never been to East Egg, have you? They're like, what? Where, where's East Egg? There wasn't an East Egg. I just made it up. Um, but it's just, it was really fun. Yeah, making up fake locations and be like, ah, oh, sorry, if, if you know, you know. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed on my time off just going secret spot hunting. Like, no one actually told me where West Egg was. Uh, I had to go out and find it. And, I mean, pretty much there's like a block of um, buildings on the edge of our camp. And... It's the attic space of like the karate theater or something like that. And I think you go, like, you literally pull the string, a ladder pops down, and you go up, and it is just this like cool attic space with um, seating. Seating. It's got a fridge. It's got a it's fridge. Got flags on the walls. It's a full secret little pirate cove, and I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. You know, a funny thing is, um, kind of reminds me, near there is another not-so-secret location. But I don't know. Let's be honest. I think a, a big part of why counsellors would want secret locations is uh, it's to hook up, right? Counsellors, counsellors, you know, they fall in love at camp. They, they fall in lust at camp. They want to they wanna, they wanna, they wanna hook up. But they need a secret spot. And no better a secret spot was there than a spot that was not secret at all. Uh, because we had environmental discovery as an activity at our camp. So you just talk about nature and the world yeah. and science and all that kind of thing. And there was a weird little closet in the corner of that room. And they decided to just put stick on little star constellations all over it. So I think they tried to make all yeah. of the like constellations in this like closet to teach kids about stars and space and blah blah blah. Anyway, for the context of a couple of counselors, there is a secluded dark room lit up by stars twenty four seven. I mean Counselors gonna counsel. Yeah. I sorry. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, it'd be the worst place in the fucking world to take a black light to. But <laughs> <laughs> like an actual crime scene. Oh god, what's that? In the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's like, oh man, if you sh <laughs> shone a black light in here, it'd look like a. Picasso painting or whatever. Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. Jackson Pollock. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to just say 
Yeah, counselors find secret spots to just fuck all over camp and they're not fucking around camp. <laughs> they're smoking there or they're taking shits. Um, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe as a topic, I um, I <clears throat> underestimated. I didn't think about what counselors would be using these places for. I once made a temporary secret location on camp. How temporary? Pop-up. If... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right phrase to use. Um, if it was just a tent, I don't think that counts. So th- th- this all came from, uh, was it 2014? We have like a CIT program that we do where the kids come for a few weeks. They do leadership and team building stuff. And then they get to spend a week in the cabins, like acting as counselors. And so the summer I did that in 2014, uh, there were only four boys that signed up for the program, which was the absolute dream because you still needed two male counsellors um, as their, you know, in order so one can take time off and the other can still be with the kids. And there were like 20 something girls uh, in, in the program. And then, yeah, only four boys. So we had this huge cabin to ourselves, and when we moved in just before the kids got there, we were like, "Oh, how, how are we going to do this?" Like, usually there, there's a big bed, there's one big bed in both sides, uh, and so we were like, "Oh, well, if we each try and get a big bed, then w- would there be two campers in each side? And then what happens if one of them leaves? And then how would that work with like the rule of three? If you don't know what the rule of three is, it's basically there always needs to be three of you, right? You can never be one on one." with a camper or two campers should never be one-on-one with each other. So it's always one counselor and two kids or two counselors and one kid, which makes all of the sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we ended up, uh, that, uh, that summer, we all just stayed in one half of the cabin. So this was a three week program. So we just had a completely empty side and we convinced our boss to let us take a ping pong table um, from one of the activity areas and we uh, like broke down all of the bunks like took them all apart um, on the promise that we would be the ones to put them back together which was a real hassle <laughs> um, but yeah we took it all apart and then we just had a games room in half of our cabin so we had a ping pong table so we'd spend all of our rest periods just playing ping pong and um, like uh, all of the admin staff and like the camp director and stuff like came in a couple of times to like uh, come play ping pong because we had a leadership ranking board. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. And then one time uh, we set up like a movie theater in there. What, with like projector and stuff or? Oh, we, we took a big like LCD TV from the dining hall. <laughs> <laughs> and... The whole, uh, like, CIT program, we all just watched a movie in there, and they justified it to the boss by saying uh, we were going to watch Remember the Titans, because, you know, attitude reflect leadership. Yeah, sure. Anyway, this is this is all lead up to the other story. Um, so this happened again to me in 2017. We have one of those massive cabins, and we only have enough kids to fill like one side right so immediately i was like flashback 2014 i'm getting me a ping pong table um and i went and spoke to my uh, then uh, boss 
because I, context, I came back like only for half the summer. So I couldn't be an admin. So I ended up just being a counsellor for half the summer, which was fun. It was a little bit weird going from admin back to counsellor, but whatever. And so I was like, right, we're, we're getting a ping pong table. I've also had these group of kids before and they were like the best kids ever. Um, and I went and spoke to my boss and I was like, hey, blah, blah, can we do this? I was really excited. And she was just like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Devastating. I was like, what? Why? <laughs> she was like, no, 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 it's, you know. And she was like, oh, I'll, I'll think about it. And like, I spoke to the water director because the ping pong tables were his because they were at the pool. And he was like, yeah, that, that's chill. And then I spoke to the teen camp chief um, because th- this was like in teen camp, right? Um, so the teen camp director was the one who said no. And then te- the teen camp chief was like, um, yeah, like, I don't see a problem with it. Well, like, like why not? Um, and then basically uh, teen camp director got really annoyed because I'd gone and spoken to those people. But I was like, I was just checking if it was okay with them. And this person was like, ah, oh, you've gone behind my back. Uh, got really annoyed. So I was like, okay, games room is uh, is off the table. It's not going to happen. My co-counselor at the time, I would say like way more annoyed than I was. I was like, ah, you know, it would have been cool, whatever. But it wasn't over. <laughs> <laughs> you left a long enough pause there where I was like, I guess that's it. They didn't get a second games room. What 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 can we do with our spare room play games that isn't um doesn't require as many resources as a ping pong table? So uh, we constructed a gaga ball pit in in this cabin. Pushed all the bunks to the sides. We lined all of the bunks with like the the mattresses and the cushions from the couches in our like central room, and and we formed a gaga ball pit. Obviously, it had to be a secret Gaga ball pit because if um, our boss had found out, would have been really annoyed. Even though you know, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. I think you should have just put the ping pong tables in there to begin with. You know, ask forgiveness, not permission. You're absolutely right. Um, but I couldn't envision them saying no, so I, I didn't think just to take a ping pong table and see what happened. But this this came down to one of the greatest one of my greatest moments at camp, um, because we had been, uh, you know, playing some gaga ball of an evening in our cabin as you do uh, before before we all went to bed. <laughs> nice nice soothing activity to um, <laughs> calm us down. Luckily, no one noticed we stole a gaga ball from the field. Uh, yeah, but um, we had like just finished a game and the door to the gaga ball pit was open. And um, we get a knock at the door, and the teen camp admins are doing rounds, right? So they come by to, like, come check on us. And I'm like, you know, they just walk in, and my eyes widen, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, the door's open to the gaga ball pit. One of our campers, like, kind of looked at me, looked at them, and just went and stood in the doorway. This is, like, quite a big 16-year-old kid, and it's just, like, blocking the view of the doorway. And they chat to us for a couple of minutes and then walk out and leave. And I'm like, dude, you just saved us. Um, it was just the... 
It was the coolest, most nonchalant. Just casually walked over to the doorway, stood in the doorway, um, and I was like, "What? A, what a hero!" You saved <laughs> the, the Gargamel pit. Yeah, um, I managed to convince them uh, to give that kid like honor camper at the end of the week, like give him the award for for best best camper on camp. And, like, they don't even know that he, but like, oh such a good kid i mean he sounds like the best kid on camp honestly mm. legend i think the more we've talked about this the more i realize that secret places in camp are really just places for counselors to do things they shouldn't be doing and i'm so okay with that because you know not all rules rules are meant to be broken sometimes and counsellors have a hard job and they need a place to blow off steam or they need a place that's quiet or they just need a place to poop. And I think, you know, if you can have a few places around camp that are away from everything, that's a good thing to have. And if it's got seating, that's better. If it's got a ping pong table, well, now you're talking. You know, sometimes you got a gaga. Sometimes... You want a gargoyle ball pit in there. That's That's got to be a first. No one else has got a secret gargoyle ball pit. That's like, you know, in the 1920s or whatever, where they would have those speakeasy like bars or whatever. Mm. The police would raid it and it would turn into just like a pet shop. Um, that's that's what I'm picturing. There was, there was one more little thing that I did, which was um, at the end of summer, we have a staff slideshow. Uh, you know, pictures and videos from throughout... Uh, the summer and like staff can send in some if they have some to to be included in the slideshow um and i got a video of me and my co-counselor playing gaga ball in the cabin (laughs) (laughs) and i got them to add it to the slideshow and when i when i saw that person in charge like afterwards i was like kind of and they literally just shook their head and walked off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh man, that annoyed them. They were fine afterwards, but I think that's uh, fine. I mean, after the fact, it doesn't matter. It's happened. Yeah. As much as I've been talking about like secret spots for counselors, uh, I know a camp Tall Arrow. Uh, there was a spot for for campers. I think I mentioned on another episode about how we were going to. About how Dante with Dante, with Dante how yeah. he uh, threw me under the bus that time that we were going to slender man the kids. Well, the kids all snuck out to actually go to like a camper secret location. Like there's, if you go through the woods, there's like a field that the camp owns, and there's like a fire pit area in the woods down there. And that was actually like the prime sneak out spot for kids. And I guess it's funny because you know. At Camp Moose Pine, you know, we got we got that shit pretty under wraps. Like, kids aren't sneaking out on our watch. Yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Unless they're really good at it. Man, <laughs> tall, tall Arrow sounds like the Wild West. But at the... Like, wa- you know, straight out of the movie. But the Wild West that is Tall Arrow just had kids just sneaking into the woods to this fire pit area. They'd get big raging fires and just... Make out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. 
But I think what I do want to know is um, anyone listening to this, tell me about your secret spots. Tell me your secret spot stories. Tell me about the locations. I want to, I want to hear it all. I want to know if people have got like a tent on a roof of a cabin that only they know about whatever. Um, and you can tell us about that at our email, which is this one time at summercamppod at gmail.com. But anyway, I think with that, let's glide on into the wisdom zone. The wisdom, the wisdom zone. zone. The wisdom zone. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> wow. You know, Pete, that's a that's a really good saying. You should put that on a plaque and, you know, um have that in your put it in every basic home in the world. Yeah, like I think every middle class family should have that in the like foyer area on a plaque. Maybe get a poster yeah. and just put it on like the side of the wall in your like in a in a bedroom. It's it's up there with um putting up a plaque in a house near the beach saying life's a beach (laughs) do you know what I mean it's truly a classic I think if I made a secret location I would put a live laugh love sign up on that (laughs) you know make it more authentic really adds to the vibes all right well maybe a bit of a quick one this week maybe a bit of maybe a bit of a random topic but it can't be more random than hamstraw so hamstraw Hamstraw. Secret hamstraw. Uh, all right, Pete, before we take off, is there anything you want to say, promote, do, explain? Um, if you want to keep a secret from yourself, why not drink a Four loco? Because then you won't remember. Four Loco, helping you keep secrets since 1950. Yeah, well, I don't know when they came out. Probably not the 1950s. We're um, we're sponsored by Four Loco, right? You know, Quattro Crazy. Not yet, but if we keep going, maybe one day. A man can only dream. You know, the ideal version of this podcast has us on stage drinking juice through ham straws with Childish Gambino on the podcast. Childish Gambino drinking a Four loco through a hamstraw. That That is the eventual goal of this podcast. My man Donald Glover. I think think we can do it. I think we can do it. All right. Well, with that dream in mind, we're going to go back to our secret locations and leave you be. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel.